1: In this ad for the Mobile One brand, I have 30 seconds to remind you about your first time driving. Remember the feeling, the freedom, how the world felt bigger and smaller at the same time? Because you were in the driver's seat. The truth is driving never changed. You did. You got a job, a phone, and then a phone that was also a computer with emails that could find you anywhere. And then you were trapped. But here's the good news. It's never too late to break free. Mobile One for the love of driving. Visit loveofdriving.us radio to learn more.
0: I'm delighted to welcome Hannah Guinness back to the podcast today. Hannah is Olive's drinks expert and she also writes the monthly measure column, which covers drinks news and trends, great cocktail recipes, home bar hacks and bar reviews. Welcome, Hannah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming to chat to us today. So we're going to talk a little bit about wine and sustainability and explore what that can mean and hopefully give listeners a few things to think about when buying wine. Um, let's talk about one of the most obvious things first, which is packaging. So I've noticed there seems to be a move towards acceptance of different ways to package wine, a- apart from glass. For example, in the past, something like uh, a boxed wine would have s- been seen as a bit naff or, you know, something that, like, a bit studenty or a bit cheap. But now you can buy really good wine in a box, can't you? Tell us about that and some other things that that are out in the market.
2: Yeah, definitely. For a long time... Um Glass was seen as kind of the only material for for bottles of wine, um, but you know, some of you might know that glass is not very environmentally friendly. Um, it takes loads of energy to produce, and interestingly, um, a glass bottle accounts for sixty eight percent of a wine's total carbon footprint, which is actually massive. Um, and increasingly, especially in the last few years, um, the wine industry is kind of playing paying a lot of closer attention to um, sustainability issues and looking for kind of different ways of packaging their wine. And I think people are becoming a lot less snooty about it. I think before it would be like anything that wasn't in a glass bottle, you'd be a bit like, "Yeah, this is going to be rubbish. There
0: was some dodgy stuff out there, though, to be fair. Oh, definitely. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I mean, boxed wine is very much student party and... You know, um, but I think that's ropey barbecue vibes.
0: Yeah, and, and it, it it kind of speaks to the fact that if if brands aren't taking it seriously, you'll only have the like bottom level brands who are doing it. Whereas mm. once once better and better people start getting into it, better better wineries start getting into it and producing wine in boxes, then you get better box wine, don't you? It's just a. It's not like it's a bad thing to to actually store wine in
2: not at all it has um loads of advantages so for, for box wine for example um it's a great way if you want to buy wine in bulk because yeah. a lot of box wine you can buy usually like 2 or 3 liters yeah so it's kind of perfect for like parties or barbecues or gatherings yeah. um something else that people don't know about box wine is that it often lasts a lot longer yeah um than wine in a bottle so wine in a bottle you know you're going to give it a few days max right once yeah. you open it but you can keep Box wine, that will keep for. I mean, some some brands claim it'll last for like six weeks. Um, K.R. Wine writer, says usually it's about three weeks, but that's yeah, already that's like... It's a lot longer than... Yeah. At least three times as longer as a bottle of wine. Um, and actually, as well as like serving wine to lots of people, it's actually quite a nice option for everyday drinking. So yeah. store it in the fridge and, you know, it's quite good for sort of, you know, having a glass or two in the evenings. Yeah. Um, and it saves on waste as well. So you're not, you're not having to kind of like, and also just your consumption. You're not thinking, oh, well, I've got to finish off the like bottle. Like an open
0: bottle's an empty bottle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, yeah, if
2: anything's left over, like, it must go. It, c- it cannot be wasted. So, and, you know, there are some really nice um, brands like When in Rome and Bowl Grabber, which you can find in, in in quite a few different main supermarkets now that do really, really nice wines. Yeah, cool. Um what about some other um, examples? I know you were talking to me
0: earlier about cardboard bottles, which I just can't really get my head around.
2: Yeah, they do seem um, like it, it. It does seem a bit weird, but yeah, you can also get cardboard bottles, and they're um, obviously the benefit of that is they're not glass. Yeah, um, and they're usually made often made of like recycled paper, or recycled cardboard. They're actually quite he- like heavy duty, so it's not okay. porous or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the other, the other the other the other advantage, which is um, another facet of the whole packaging issue with wine, is that they're often a lot lighter. Yeah. So again, they just cost they just cost they take take less cost less energy to transport.
0: Yeah. Because I've seen I've seen a picture of a bottle, but I still I'm thinking how how if I pick it up, do, will it like will it squidge? Is it like is it like a milk carton? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> but you said you've had samples in of, of Carbon bottle spirits, haven't you? Yeah,
2: particularly yes, yeah, so with spirits. Um yeah, they they're they're pretty sturdy. So they're quite sturdy. Yeah. Yeah. Um another option is um you can still get glass. and if you're obviously there is something about glass bottles of yeah. wine. You know, they are lovely, and um, they look great. And it is nice to have them. But again, even with that, if that's if you just want to go for a glass bottle, um, yeah. So brands have experimenting with everything from like like flat glass bottles. Yeah, I've seen pictures of those um, which just look bizarre. They it looks do, like the bottles
0: are <laughs> melted and then reformed.
2: Yeah, they do look really weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the advantage of it is that um, they take up much less space. Yeah. So when you're packaging them and you're kind of shipping them in yeah. bulk, um again yeah. it just it's it's It lowers the kind of carbon emissions it takes to transport them. Um, You're also getting a lot of like um, bottles made of like lighter glass. Again, which is the same thing. It costs less and it costs us energy to kind of transport them.
0: Also incorporating recycled glass into the bottles as well, I think, is another great way of of doing that. Canned wines are really having a moment, aren't
2: they? Oh, absolutely. And again, canned wines were very much... Um, what I like to term as like a train drink. You know. <laughs> you stop <laughs> we've by. We've <all> been there. <laughs> yeah, we've, all, we've all been there. Um, I'm actually quite partial to a train cider myself. But um yeah, so it's something, you know, you grab, you know, stop at the train station, get a little can f- of wine for the way home, or you take it to festivals or to picnics. And it, you know, I've had plenty of um quite ropey examples. But um increasingly Again, you're getting really, really nice wines that come canned. Yeah. And again, usually canned wines are lighter than glass. It's much more environmentally friendly. Um, they often come in like single servings or maybe like slightly, you know, double servings if yeah. you want two small glasses. So they're a really nice option if you um, just fancy, fancy a glass of wine. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you can get mini bottles of glass, mini glass bottles, but these are, are you know, a, more environmentally friendly and and they're also a great way of just trying wines like yeah. instead of committing to a, a bigger bottle um, and does it do they, keep, they keep the wine I mean it, we're not talking about wine that needs to be because
0: the beauty of a glass bottle I guess is if you're if you're aging wine if wine needs to be laid down if it's a decent wine then it needs to go in a glass bottle none yeah. of these things will work for a for a wine at a certain price point that needs to be left for like ten years or no, whatever, no. but canned wine is just really good wine, and it's the kind of wine that you want to drink young and fresh as well. So can in it is not going to affect the flavour, is it?
2: No, no, not at all. Um, again, it's it, like box wine. It's a great option for everyday drinking. Yeah. Um, you're you're finding increasingly supermarkets like really nice canned wines. Yeah. Um, there's one which I've definitely seen sold in supermarkets from a brand called The Uncommon, which does a nice little like um, it's made with English wine. Oh, okay. They do like, like a sort of canned English wine spritzer, which is really nice. Um, there's also a really um, cool brand called Brixton Wine Club yeah. that specialises, it's an online retailer, that specialises in selling um, canned wines. And actually, I uh, recently wrote a feature on Boozy Advent Calendars and they have a canned oh. wine advent calendar, which I just <laughs> thought was really cool.
0: That's a brilliant idea.
1: In this ad for the Mobile One brand, I have 30 seconds to remind you about your first time driving. Remember the feeling, the freedom, how the world felt bigger and smaller at the same time because you were in the driver's seat. The truth is driving never changed. You did. You got a job, a phone, and then a phone that was also a computer with emails that could find you anywhere. And then you were trapped. But here's the good news. It's never too late to break free. Mobile One for the love of driving. Visit loveofdriving.us radio to learn more.
0: You're gonna talk about bagnums as well?
2: Yeah, so bagnums are sort of um an alternative to bag and box wine. Um and it's just like a big plastic pouch. <laughs> so it's even almost more like back to basics in, a,
0: in higher end supermarkets. Yes. Yeah. I think I've seen the sort of like um, it's just got the little nozzle on the front and it's like a white... I mean, I love it. I love the idea of it for I a know. party.
2: And I I've, I've bought um, I bought some nice, like, Provence rosé from like, M&S yeah. in a Bagnum. Um, so again, you know, those can be a really good option as well.
0: Yeah. But you were saying earlier as well that, um, you know, packaging wine is actually quite
2: new in terms of, like, how long wine's been around, isn't it? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, the, the idea of using glass bottles of wine... Um, has been around for about three hundred years, yeah. but before that, it was completely standard to um, basically sell wine directly from the barrel. So you'd go yeah. to the the vintners or the whatever the the you know equivalent was for a for a wine shop, <laughs> yeah. and you would bring your own vessel or your own jug, and yeah. you know. And actually, you can still see that in countries like Spain. Um, so, like sherry bars will serve their wines directly yeah. from the barrel into the glass. I wonder if that's like something that could be
0: explored in the future. You know, in the way that you can now go to like a craft brewery and be buying like cask fresh like brews yeah almost like they're straight off the the line or whatever i wonder if like wineries would start offering i don't know i guess it's one to to think about but yeah, it, but, but it makes sense doesn't it if you're if you if you did have we're, we're so into um uh, you know, you what do you call those stores? Um, no waste stores, where you take your own packaging along, mm. and you buy your cereals and you buy your rice and stuff, but you're taking your own containers. Um, you know, why can't we do the same thing for wine?
2: I think you are actually you're seeing that more and more often. Yeah. Um, my local kind of um, organic sh- supermarket yeah. has a zero waste, like a sort of bulk buying section. Yeah. And you can buy bottles of... Yeah, you can buy... You, it sells wine on tap, basically. Does it? You can fill it up. And so you
0: can do that. So I've just missed out on that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can do it. And some bars also will, will, will sell wine on tap. And that's actually... Yeah. Um, if if you're out and about and you just want a glass of wine, yeah. that's another eco-friendly option.
0: Yeah, amazing. Um, let's talk a little bit about... You, you mentioned it before, like tra- transportation is another area that we have to think about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because obviously we can make wine in this country, but we cannot make it at the rate that people need to drink it or at the price point that people want to drink it either. Mm.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's... Sustainability in wine, sometimes there are surprising elements that you just, you wouldn't have considered. Yeah. Like transportation, so, um, you know... A lot of kind of more budget-friendly, cheaper wine is often transported in bulk to the UK yeah. and then bottled in the UK. Oh, okay. So again, you know, you're, you're reducing the amount of energy it takes to transport the wine. Um, something, another aspect to think about is, you know, wine when wine is grown in, pla- in places that's re- are really conducive for grapes to grow. Yeah. Um, maybe because of you know sunshine or the weather it can often cost, you know, t- takes, it's less energy intensive.
0: Yeah, that's true. So that's something to consider so as well. So it's kind of like all the different levels of, you're like one thing can outweigh another in yeah. terms of how much energy you're actually using. Because mm. there's all these different levels, isn't it? When I was reading about this today, I was thinking there's like the, the ether... Um, ecological and then there's kind of ethical and then there's a sustainability so they all but they all kind of go hand in hand with each other as well
2: yeah definitely and it, it can be a bit overwhelming because there's so many different facets but sometimes it's just helpful to maybe just pick one something that is important to you or one element because yeah. you know it's, it's 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 difficult to tick all the boxes right but yeah. um there are, there are lots of different ways that you can buy wine more sustainably
0: yeah i mean let's talk about some of the kind of things that vineyards are doing to tackle these issues
2: yeah so um so our wine writer kate has um described wine as quote the canary in the coal mine when it comes to climate change um just because wine harvest can be really dramatically affected by yeah. you know rapidly changing weather patterns so you know you can wipe out a whole harvest when you have um, an unseasonal frost or yeah. flooding so i think that's why you're seeing um producers and vineyards you know um, sort of getting ahead of the curve when it yeah. comes to tacking, comes to tackling um sustainability.
0: Yeah.
2: So, I mean, again, there's so many different areas that they're focusing on. Some wineries will focus on reducing their carbon emissions, such as, for example, in how they package wine, as we've just talked about, yeah. or investing in renewable energy. Um, another big focus, um, which I think is is really important for a lot of um wineries is improving the soil health and yeah. the biodiversity of their vineyards yeah. so again you know that might involve um you know not just growing grapevines but growing plants growing around yeah growing around that complement the grapevines yeah. so might you're help. not just
0: growing one type of plant you're growing several different types of plant and that enriches the soil because then you get different creatures and bacteria exactly. and everything or, the, yeah. or there
2: might be not you know there might be um they might attract insect. They might attract insects that are kind of natural. Yeah. Um, fertilizers, yeah, so. fertilizers or pest killers,
0: pest, pest killers, yeah. or just in
2: generally just improving the biodiversity and so attracting yeah. other wildlife to the area. Yeah.
0: So, in any production, there's naturally waste product. Mm-hmm. What sort of things are wineries doing to offset that?
2: So, um, so when we talk about waste product with wineries, um, what they'll often have left over is. Um, like the grape skins yeah. and the kind of this the stems and the seeds. Yeah. Um, and that is often being used quite innovatively. Yeah. So for example, um one one uh, example that I really like is um Chapel Down, which is a winery in Kent, um, yeah. which make really nice wines. Um and they distill their leftover grape skins to make um spirits. Yeah. So they make a really nice uh Chardonnay vodka using, as you might have guessed. Chardonnay grapes, <laughs> yeah. and um, they also make a really great uh, Pinot Noir pink gin, mm. which actually um, won a taste test that we did a few years ago. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's a really nice pink because a lot of pink gins are often quite sweet, and it's, that that one, that one is kind of not too sweet. Yeah, I mean, it's got a really lovely flavour, um, and 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 a lot of you know spirits like um, there's a spirit brand called Hike H-Y-K, H Y K E, yeah, um, and that uses surplus. Um, Surplus grapes. Yeah. Surplus kind of waste product from wineries to make to make a gin as well.
0: Interesting. I actually read um because when when you mentioned the, the waste thing, I went and did a bit of reading around it. And um there was one winery who'd partnered with a skincare company yeah. to use the grape the grape seeds and skins because they cut co- they contain um Polyphenols, okay, which are really high in o- antioxidants. <laughs> so, I mean, you could probably just like rub it on your face, but they're making this really gorgeous like skincare out of it. um And also, apparently, it's great for fertilizer or in compost. Okay, so again, you can kind of do this whole three hundred and sixty. You know, using the waste, I guess, to like fertilize the soil, maybe, and, and like. But I, I love that kind of innovative thinking. Um, I was gonna say probably one of the other main problems is the lack of visibility on labels. Because we we've talked about this in the past, haven't we? That wine I think winemakers aren't necessarily have to label stuff, or they ha- they don't have to declare stuff on labels, is that right?
2: Yeah, definitely in the sense of um there's quite a lot of permitted additives in wine that you don't have to declare yeah. on the label. Um but the other problem is um, as you said, it's it's, it's there's a lack of visibility on labels. Um, and sometimes it means that you do kind of have to do a bit of research, yeah, um so, for example, um obviously, wines have to kind of go through quite a stringent certification to be labeled um yeah. organic. um and I think it's it's quite uh, it can be quite a difficult uh, thing to achieve. So you know, you might have vineyards and wineries that are actually run to broadly organic principles but because they haven't achieved that certificate you know that kind of level of certification they can't call themselves organic or um and again you know just to slightly complicate things um even with organic vineyards you know they might um spray their grapes several times with you know kind of organic fungicides but you know if they're using tractors run with fossil fuels for example that it doesn't cancel it out but it's not always necessarily like you know you see organic on the bottle you're like well that just Solves everything. Yeah, you um, can't
0: just. It's not just a like tick that solves everything. Yeah, that, for sure. You have to look into it a bit more.
2: But um it, it seems a bit daunting. But I think that's where going into like an independent wine shop and maybe just asking like, you know, what what kind of sustainable wines do you have? Do you have one? You know, and 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 asking the owners, yeah. you know, what they have in stock is probably quite a good option.
0: Yeah, and actually, these days, I mean, you know, we talk about labels, but anyone who's doing good things. Will have a website, Mm. and they will have probably disclaim—not disclaimers—and they'll probably have lists of things on the website about you know what their policy is, what their eco policy is, what their sustainability is, and it should all be up there because if you're doing it, you think you'd you'd be shouting about it, wouldn't you? You You'd be keeping quiet about it. So that's you know that's some research we can do for ourselves. I mean, apart from looking, you know, online and doing your own research, I mean, are, are any retailers actually backing this and? doing good work in that area?
2: Oh, definitely. Um, the best thing is to um, seek out, you know, wines from responsible producers sold by responsible retailers who are making, like, tangible commitments. Yeah. So um, ones to, to to check out include the Wine Society, which is an online... Um, Online re- retailer, they're really, really great, and also um, supermarkets like M&S and Waitrose have also made like quite big sustainability commitments, yeah. and more and more following soon.
0: Yeah, so I
2: think a bit, a bit
0: like everything, you know, the, there's retailers out there doing good work. Hopefully, the wineries are being more transparent, um, but ultimately, it's kind of a, up to us to do a bit of digging as well. I think. Yeah, 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 it's a bit of both, isn't it? Definitely brilliant. Okay, well, thanks for coming to chat to us about that today, Hannah. That's been brilliant. Great thank you for listening to the olive podcast for recipes and more information head to olivemagazine.com do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats hacks and shortcuts and don't forget to subscribe at itunes acast spotify or wherever you get your podcasts